Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. My name is Deborah. I'm really pleased to be here as always. And on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about why your health matters as you age and why you don't have to accept feeling anything less than your best self. I hear a lot of women talking, whether it's from when I start working with new clients, whether it's women who contact me for advice and help, or from within my own friendship groups, I hear a lot of conversation which tends to be centered around um, how these women are not feeling as good in themselves as they used to. Some of the common things I hear about is that uh, they're feeling more tired. This is obviously a generalization, but women are feeling more tired with a lack of energy, low mood for some, noticing uh, a steady weight gain or changes to their body shape and generally just feeling a bit lackluster and not feeling their best selves. And what really saddens me when I listen to these conversations and have these conversations is the acceptance that some women are having that this is just where they are in their life now and they have to accept that this is just how they're going to feel and just to get on with it because that's what women do. But I'm here to shake things up and talking and talk about why you do not have to accept feeling this way. And it is not too late. It's not just a part of menopause that you have to accept. And neither are you too old. And you can absolutely make change. And it doesn't have to be as daunting as you may think. You don't have to go from zero to 100 to make noticeable changes to the way that you feel. Just making small tweaks, changes and introductions to your lifestyle will make a huge difference to how you feel. And as a result, it will have a knock on effect as to how you show up for yourself. You'll notice a lift in your mood and energy. You'll have more zest for life and you'll feel an improvement in your health and your mental well-being. I want to start off by covering this section off because again I hear a lot of the time oh I don't look how I used to I remember when I was this age and I looked like this or I felt like that and it is really not a good idea to compare yourself to your previous self it is not helpful it isn't conducive to you feeling better and I want you to realize that your life looks different now. Not only are you older, but your day-to-day -day life has changed. You, if you've got kids, they're older. Your routine has changed. Perhaps your work has changed. Just your, how you go about your day-to-day -day life, it may have changed. And so What's really important to focus on when you want to work on improving your health and how you feel is noticing where you are right now and starting from where you're currently at and set expectations based on where you are now 
so that you can then gradually build up to where you want to be. And I'm going to explain what things that you can start implementing to improve your health and how you feel. You don't need to go as well. I just want to add this in. You don't need to go from zero to 100. It is really important to notice your start point, where you are now, and how you're going to get to where you want to be, and that you do it in gradual increments so that it is sustainable and maintainable and becomes part of your life and you begin to form habits that contribute to your health and the way that you feel. And I talk a lot about the way that you feel and this is what drives my coaching style and how I want women to feel because it is based upon how you feel. And if you feel good from the small changes and increments that you're introducing, you're going to be more likely to repeat them and keep doing them. And this is what I want for you is that you get consistent with them. Not perfect, but consistent. Now, women have it pretty tough when it comes to our health and the changes in our hormones that change throughout our life, whether it be from puberty, pregnancy, and menopause. And based on my client demographic and the age of the women listening to this podcast, many of you are going through menopause. And the decline in estrogen levels puts women at a greater risk of reduced bone density, which can increase uh, your risk of osteoporosis. There is also an increased risk of cardiovascular diseases, possible changes in your cholesterol levels and blood pressure. And even if you are nowhere near menopause age, and I do work with women who are nowhere near menopause age, you still have to do the work now in taking care of your health to put you in the best place for when you do reach menopause, to manage those menopause symptoms, to be in a really great spot that you can get through menopause in a really great position and that you've done a lot of the work now. Now, here are some of the things that you can start implementing and perhaps you're already doing some of them and that's great. So this may serve as a reminder as well as highlighting the importance of implementing them. Now I'm going to start off by saying, because I always feel like when I go into to what the things are that you can do, I almost feel like I'm robbing you of a solution and that I want to give you something that you've never heard of before, that I'm going to be telling you something that is going to be groundbreaking and going to change the way that you do things. And I'm really sorry to tell you that I'm not going to tell you anything that you probably don't already know. And that unfortunately, there is no magical solution and there is no groundbreaking anything that I'm going to tell you. It is the hardcore fundamental basics that is going to have you feeling good and improving your health and achieving your goals, no matter what your goals are. So here they are. A daily walk. 
Now, you might think, you may already be switching off to me and I hope that you're not. So, so stay here, stay with me and hear me out right to the end of this podcast, even if I'm not saying the groundbreaking things that you want to hear, right? But adding in a daily walk, don't underestimate the benefit in how it's going to make you feel. It might seem trivial. It might seem like how is a walk going to improve my health and how you feel, but it is. Getting outside, ideally in daylight, whatever the weather, so that you can expose yourself to vitamin D. It is mood boosting. It will increase your energy. It will make you feel good. Even from a five, 10 minute walk, you will feel the benefits. The vitamin D that you will absorb from getting outside will help benefit your immune function. It will benefit your cardiovascular health. It will benefit your bones and your muscles, as well as support your weight loss goal, your mental well-being. And it will also impact the other actions that you do following on from that walk. You'll find you'll be more productive. If you implement, if you work from home or in an office, or even if you're not working at all, but you've got time in your day, or maybe you don't have time, I'm going to say make the time, because although it, you'll take time to do the walk, your productivity will increase tenfold as a result from that short walk, whatever time you end up doing that walk whether it's a morning, whether it's an afternoon, whatever time that walk is, you will benefit from it and you will not only feel good, your mood will increase, your energy will increase and your productivity and what you get done following on from that walk will hugely increase. So get yourself out for a daily walk. And one walk in isolation might feel like, well, what's that going to do? 10 minute walk. If you do a 10 minute walk every day for seven days, that's 70 minutes worth of walking in your week. So not only are you benefiting from moving your body, you are also contributing to the benefits to your health and getting in some steps. And if your goal is fat loss, the majority of your daily expenditure is gained from your movement, i.e. your steps. So it's going to benefit you hugely. I would always recommend scheduling in a walk into your diary, whether that's on your phone or a written diary, however you keep a diary, just like you would an appointment, just like an appointment at the hairdressers or a meeting. Schedule in time to walk and stay accountable to it and you'll more likely get it done and you'll feel organized and you know exactly how your day is going gonna, is gonna to roll out and what you need to get done. Now, the other uh, point I want to go on to, I'm just scrolling through my notes because I'm jumping onto it, is I want to talk about food choices. And I want to tell you and reassure you that you don't have to completely change your food choices or completely change the way that you eat. By doing all these different diets that you might have changed in the past, or I don't know, whatever fad diet, quick fix, in, uh, cleansing, juice, whatever it is, pill, potion, tea, whatever. 
if you take yourself too far away from how you like to currently eat and the foods that you enjoy eating, you're not going to be able to sustain it long term. You're not going to be able to make the tweaks and improvements to your current diet that you need to make in order to improve how you feel and to benefit your health. So here are some simple things that you can think about and see whether you can implement. So do you eat at regular times throughout the day? So I'm not saying that you have to get up and eat breakfast straight away. Maybe you like to have a coffee first, but at some point, are you eating your first meal of the day? And then every three to four hours or so, are you eating regular meals? So you have a breakfast, lunch, dinner, no matter what those meal timings are, but you're having them regularly throughout the day. Eating regularly will help you to regulate your appetite and manage your hunger. You'll be a lot less likely to snack. Not that snacking is bad and you can absolutely enjoy a snack, but you won't be reliant on them. And unfortunately, snacking tends to be your more higher calorie types of foods that all add up and don't give you very many nutrients. So eating regular meals is going to serve you really well. Within your meals, are you including a serving of protein? If you're vegetarian, pick a plant-based protein. And if you eat um, animal-based products, choose your preferred serving of protein and include it in each of those meals. Are you eating at least five portions of fruit and veg a day? Sounds really basic, but sometimes you might get to the end of the day and realize you actually had no vegetables or fruit that day. So start by adding either vegetable or fruit to all of your meals, depending what lends itself and what you have available to add to your meals. You'll feel good for it. And what you eat affects how you feel. And you'll start to notice this. You'll start to notice if you're including your protein serving, added fiber from your veg and fruit you will begin to feel the effects of eating whole nutritious foods. Of course, you can include your chosen carbohydrates and a small serving of fats in each of your meals. You can still eat a bit of what you fancy, right? I'm all about, you know, life is for living and you should absolutely not be cutting out any type of food or giving up types of food because long-term, you're not going to be able to sustain it and it will lead and perpetuate an all or nothing mentality. So I believe that you should still be eating a bit of what you fancy. And I like to go along the 80-20 rule, 80% whole foods, nutritious foods, 20% bit of what you fancy. And it gives you balance within your day-to-day -day diet. Now, let's talk about exercise. All exercise is beneficial to your physiological and your mental well-being. And it is important for you to be doing regular exercise. No matter the type of exercise, do the exercise that you enjoy, because that way you're going to do it regularly if you enjoy it. And it will benefit you. However, and I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, I can't emphasize enough the importance of resistance exercise, whether it be from home or a gym. And maintaining your muscle tissue, which resistance exercise stimulates 
your muscles and your muscle function, maintaining your muscle tissue and ideally increasing your muscle will benefit you as your age. Muscle equals health and it will help not only increase the longevity of your life, it increases the quality of your life. Muscle will also help prevent long-term illness and diseases such as heart disease, cancer, obesity, diabetes, and many others. And in terms of aging, perhaps you have an elderly relative or you know someone who is elderly and you've noticed a decline in their strength and their health, overall health. Perhaps they've suffered falls or lost strength to do simple tasks getting up and down from a chair, going upstairs, going out for a walk, whatever it might be. What you do now is going to be beneficial for you as you age. And I'm not here to scaremonger you or make you panic, but aging is inevitable and it is important to do the work now. And in order for you to be more independent as you age and reduce your risk of falls, and add quality to the years that you have left, you want to maintain your muscle tissue at the very least. And like I say, ideally build it. Now, in terms of where you are now, no matter your age, and depending on your goal, muscle will also give you the toned look that you might be after. And it will give you a more improved overall body composition. Your body composition is your ratio of body fat to muscle. And as you increase your muscle, and if fat loss is your goal and you will reduce body fat, you will have an improved overall appearance in line with what you are wanting to achieve, which is the toned look. Resistance training will support your fat loss goal. Resistance training will support your joints and reduce your risk of injury. And resistance training will also improve your cognitive function, your coordination, as well as your mental resilience. And most importantly, resistance training makes you feel pretty damn good. I would say it makes you feel like you can conquer the world when you are feeling strong as a result from what your body allows you to do, no matter what exercise that might be a result of, but it makes you pretty damn good. Now, you don't have to start going to the gym five times a week. You don't have to go to the gym at all. You can do resistance training with your own body weight. And you will benefit hugely from just 20-minute sessions three times a week. It doesn't need to take up a long amount doesn't need to take up a huge amount of your time and if this is new to you start with one 20 minute session let's nail that and then you can go from there and you can gradually increase um now let's talk about alcohol because if you're in a habit of drinking at home regularly or you feel you deserve it after a busy day, or you love a girl's night out once in a while, you you can absolutely enjoy a glass or two of alcohol, whatever it might be. But you do need to be aware that alcohol will impact how you feel. 
it will impact your mood, it will impact your energy, and it will impact your actions after consuming alcohol. Now, I know at the time of drinking, it's great fun and you feel fantastic and it's social. And yes, it is. And alcohol per se is not bad for you. Huge quantities are not going to be beneficial. Huge quantities starts at a lower amount than you may think. And it's not so much the alcohol at the time of consuming, it's how it affects you after. Like I say, lower mood, lower energy, lower motivation, lack of desire to eat healthy, lack of desire to get out for that daily walk, no motivation to exercise or do anything except, you know, stay on that sofa and, and chill out. So think about the effects of alcohol. And if you are in menopause or perimenopause, going through menopause, alcohol will exasperate your menopause symptoms. And it will also impact your sleep. And no matter what age you are, sleep is really important. Getting six to eight hours, creating yourself a night, creating yourself a bedtime routine and a wake time routine might sound a bit regimented, but it will help you regulate your circadian rhythm, which will benefit your health and how you feel. And setting yourself a bedtime will be really helpful. Now, obviously, if you work shift work, this is going to look different for you. But if you generally um, are going to bed um, of an evening at a similar time, it will benefit you. And winding down before bed, coming off your phone at least 30 minutes before you go to bed, reducing your caffeine consumption earlier on in the day so it doesn't negatively impact your sleep. Making sure that when you wake in the morning, the first thing isn't you scrolling on your phone. It's not the best way to start a day. So think about how you can reduce stress and improve the quality of your sleep because it will uh, impact how you feel, your mood and how you show up for yourself. Now, I'm not suggesting that you try and implement all these things today or even tomorrow. What I do want to suggest is that you choose one thing from all what I've talked about and you choose one thing and you write it down and you do that one thing today. And at the end of the day, I want you to get that feeling of accomplishment when you tick off that you achieved it. It's a great feeling and it will also help you build accountability to yourself. And then every day, you're going to choose that one thing that you're going to achieve. It might be the same thing. It might be a different thing. And gradually, over time, you might add in two things. And you write them down and you tick them off and you feel accomplished. And before you know it, you will begin to be consistent and you will improve the way you feel. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be a magical solution that you're going to, you know, or, you know, that you're going to feel great tomorrow. It is going to take time and you will need to be consistent, not perfect. We're never aiming for perfection. We're just aiming for imperfect consistency. And you keep repeating these actions and you make it manageable in a way that fits into your life. Now, 
I know that this can sometimes feel really overwhelming and I am here to support and help you as much as I possibly can. If you are not already following me on my social media, please look in the show notes for all my social media handles. And I often cover topics similar to this, break it down in smaller pieces, and you can get information from my social media. If you have questions, please get in touch. I don't bite. You don't have to be a client to ask me questions. You can always ask me questions and I will help if I can. If you are interested in working with me and becoming a client and having the support and knowledge and guidance, then I can absolutely do that. Um, and you can contact me via any of my contact details. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share me with your friends um, because so many women need to hear this because they are becoming accepting of how they feel and they absolutely don't need to be accepting. You can make change. You absolutely can. And I want to help you do that. So please share me with your friends, whether that be in your WhatsApp groups, your Facebook, your Instagram. It would be much appreciated. Follow the show and feel free to leave me feedback. Have a great rest of your day.